Hello there. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. Come on in. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of the Holt and Walt Podcast. Your favourite podcast coming right at you right now. Here you are. Here it is. Time for the podcast. Uh, I'm Holt. I'm Holt. I'm sure you know. I'm Holt. I'm sure you will. <laughs> Don't laugh at me, Charlotte. <laughs> I'm Holt, but of course you all know that, the recognisable, sultry tones coming straight to your ear holes. What are we talking about today? Well, we do a deep dive on the fantastic film, Sound of Metal, and you'll find that uh, it affected Mr. Walt pretty heavily. We finally revisit the classic game, Two Truths, One Lie. No, 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 Two Lies, One Truth. Not good at that. And just some more classic general ramblings. I feel a bit awkward right now because I'm pretty sure um, my girlfriend is listening to me recording this intro. So, can you hear me, Charlotte? Still can. I don't know if you heard that. I might cut that out. I might leave it in. That's it. I have the power. I have the power of all the editing. That's why these episodes take so long to get out because I do all the editing and I'm very, very lazy. So, they just sit there for ages. But I hope you enjoy and, uh, yeah. Do you want to say hi? Hi. Let's hey. just jump. Let's just jump straight into it. Hi. Yeah. Long hi. time no see, Sebby. Long time. It's not been as long as it sometimes has been. It's only been about a yeah. month. But it feels it feels long. It feels long. Any day without you in my life is a is a worse day than it could potentially be. I'll <sighs> say that much. My heart is. Uh, yeah. That's what you want to hear. How are you doing? Good. Your hair is looking well oh, kempt. Yes. Thank you. Very uh, stylish. I, I had the chop. Yes. Yeah. I braved it. I went out and I had I had a haircut. It's an uncomfortable experience, but yeah. I did it. Uh, because you yes. have to talk to someone. Well, yes, you have to talk to someone. I mean, I don't like getting my hair cut even when the world is semi-normal, but... In this instance, it's more awkward than normal because you don't wear. You know, you, you they put a sheet on you. Yeah, yeah. When you get your so hair you don't cut, mess yourself, right? Yeah, like a black sheet and everything. During COVID, for some reason, they've decided to use clear, clear plastic sheets. <laughs> I've I've not experienced that yet. <laughs> it's really uncomfortable. There's something oddly um, perverse about it. I'd say. Well, they um, you can no longer, you know, secretly. You've got to be, <laughs> yeah. You know, caress your balls. It's all out in the open now, and yeah. um, and they also seem to magnify any degree of heat. Oh, it's like it's like on. a sweat I'm, box. I'm just, sorry, Charlotte's what? giving me a call. Right, as <laughs> give me a second. That's okay. Alan is getting a phone call. We're not gonna listen to the phone call. Phone call. Now back to the podcast. I'm about to say, I see that your hair is still. I can't tell if it's been. I see that your hair is still. I can't tell if it's been chopped or it's not. Been, At the moment, you've chopped. frozen on the screen. It looks very okay. nice, but but still got a good amount of length to it. It's um. It's chopped. I got the chop. I got the chop yep. yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, I was very, very pleased with it. The it's the first time I've actually spoken to the barber the entire time, 
It was a really pleasant conversation about curly hair. <laughs> um, did you not have to wear one of the clear bags then? I just wore the black thing, you know, the, Why the, Dracula, us... the Dracula cape. Why did they make me wear a see-through one then? Are they just worried about you stripping off underneath? Can't be, can't be from my past, uh, from my reputation. Yeah, they've got, they've got like a face on the wall. Anytime <laughs> this man comes in, given the plastic sheets. Yeah, I always have a good conversation with my hairdresser, um, but it's always the same, fairly mundane questions. You know, do How you much plan off on the top? Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you plan on going on holiday this year? Um, do you? I, I normally like to ask them slightly, not intimidating questions, but questions which. How tall are you? How much can you bench? Um, do you do you have any weapons at home? No, I, I like to ask them if they've ever done a really bad job of chopping someone's hair. Uh, <laughs> that and, that and, is intimidating. And if anyone's ever been really disappointed before, and then when they when they when they say that. When they give my answer, I normally tell them that I'm super critical. But, right. But they know that's a lie because they've seen the state of me when I've walked in. So we have yeah. a nice laugh about it. Oh, uh, okay. Hey, that's pretty good. Your beard, did they do your beard as well? I do my own beard. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty good. like that. Mm-hmm. I think about 90% of our podcasts start with some kind of analysis of how each of us are looking. Yes. Yeah. We're think- very vain like that. It's quite well, it's quite a pertinent subject in COVID times, I think, with overindulgence, um, a slightly more time spent in pajamas, ah, uh, things like yeah. that. You know, I um, I personally have fallen in love with tracksuit bottoms. Oh, I don't own any tracksuit bottoms. I have one pair. It's great. It. I used to. I used to take it to the park with me. And I yeah. would do I would do exercise in it, um, but it looks nicer to just put on regular trousers. I suppose if you're staying at home, tracksuit bottoms are kind of the, an in between uh, between pajamas and real trousers. So in a way, it's a way of getting dressed without putting on something uncomfortable. So when you answer the door to the postman, it yeah. doesn't look like you're still in your pajamas, yeah. but you've not downgraded into something less comfortable. Is that an accurate analysis? Uh, no, because I sometimes oh. wear my tracksuit bottoms to bed. <laughs> so oh, they are my well. pajamas. <laughs> but they look—they don't look like pajamas, though. They look like... They look like pajamas to, to me. Are to you me. sure you're not just wearing pajamas and calling them tracksuit? Do you, like, go on runs in tracksuit bot- in uh, pajamas? Well, Yeah. Uh no I no I find it too hot actually. Um, you just go naked. So I just I, yeah I just take them off. But if my oh, sleeves no. get like if my arms get cold then then I put the tracksuit bottoms on there. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or you know they're so versatile I just tie them around my neck like a scarf. <laughs> oh, that's a high pitched laugh. Wow, yeah. like a Rambo. Like a Rambo. Yep. So one around the neck. You know, to you know, as a scarf, if it's a bit too cold, and then the other leg around the crown of the head to keep the sweat out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Oh, good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, um, you, have you been Have you been doing a lot of running or anything like that? No, I just I just go to the park to exercise. Um, mm. What do you mean? I, what do you do there? 
Oh, sorry. Climb yeah, trees. Uh, no, I I have Olympic rings. Throw conkers. I, I throw the rope into the into the tr- into the tree. Get it round a branch. You know, hike Alan, it up, you are do... so confident. It's just a it's just a tree. It's just a park. You there know? is no way on earth I would walk down to a park with my set of Olympic rings and just start. What do you do? Pull ups and stuff like that. It's just the park. I do pull ups. Uh, and then I do pistol squats. I do handstand practice, skinning the cat, uh, and then headstands. Um, you skin the cat, crikey! It's a it's a gymnastics move where you go if I, upside if I was, down. If I was watching somebody doing a load of exercise and then they started skinning the cat, that's the point at which I would have concern. Yeah, I mean it is quite concerning, but there's a particular technique to it where. You know, there's no pain. It's quite an advanced technique, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. What? I just it's you are fun. a wonderfully built human being. So, right, I have a surprise for you. Um, we we there are two things. There are two things. Okay. First of all, you know, we have a new sponsor this week. Oh, great! A new sponsor. A new sponsor. Yeah, I think the other one pulled out. I they um. They had some problems with their products, and there was a recall. So, um, oh yeah. And, yeah. But in the meantime, I found a new sponsor. Great. If Great. you're into meditation, you know oh, yeah. this this might be the product for you. Are you a Taurus? Feeling blocked? Is your chakra brown? Then we've got the meditation bowl for you. Introducing... The only singing bowl designed to sit on while you let go. 27 easy installments of 697, increasing each month by 128%. And the bowl is yours to keep for a lifetime. Toilet paper sold separately. Batteries not included. Always read the label. If the listener is interested, you can always send me an email. I'll get in contact with the supplier. You know, we'll write up a non-disclosure agreement, and uh, and you can you can purchase the Focus Bowl through me. I could definitely do with one of those in my life. Yeah, thank you to our sponsor. The last podcast we were talking, as we often do during these podcasts, and at the at the end of the last podcast, we were talking um, and we were each making suggestions of, of things the other should watch. Anyway, yeah, so I made the suggestion of Sound of Metal, which you promptly forgot that I had suggested because you texted me a few days ago saying that someone else had recommended to you Sound of Metal. But I believe you have now watched it. Is that right? Yeah, I watched it yesterday during my lunch break. Wow, that's a extended lunch break. It's not Yeah, I I get 2-hour lunch breaks. What? Uh I I asked for them, but I start at 8. 
And then you finish uh, it. I finish at five, but I just have a two hour lunch break. Alan <laughs> What? I mean <laughs> What? <laughs> uh okay. Well I, actually I suppose that's fine because nine to five with an hour break is, is is fairly usual, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. a two hour break, oh my god, you can have lunch and then relax. You know, you can cook up something and then relax. But if a one hour lunch break you cook up something, it's like, oh, I've yeah. literally just finished. Now let me work with a full stomach. So what did you think of it? Um, I think we're going to have to go kind of spoilier. Um, I don't think we can talk about this movie without mentioning certain things. And it would be a disservice to not, not go deep, right? I, I'm not sure which things you... Okay. I mean, I think there's a, there's a lot of stuff which is already quite well known about the movie out there. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll we'll just have a have a go. But I thought maybe you could start with describe the ending to me. Well, that I mean, you're going straight into a spoiler there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've I've listened to other reviews of this movie, and I'm I'm not gonna stray from the sort of stuff that they said in it, which makes me think that it's not spoilerific. Um, okay okay you go first so and, I'll, I'll say because um, i think i know what you're getting at kind of yeah yeah the, the 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 premise of the film is um i can't remember the name of the main character but he's played by riz ahmed mm. um he's a fantastic british actor um and he's playing a heavy metal drummer <clears throat> if if you don't know him from anything you might have seen him in four lions and he's also in the star wars uh rogue rogue one yeah rogue one yeah, uh, he's he's one, one of the pilots, and um, yeah, he's a heavy metal drummer, and he he loses his hearing completely over the span of about forty eight hours. Mm. He's pretty sad about that. He's putting it mildly. Yeah, and sort of the main crux of the movie is he wants to get his hearing back, and he does some research, and he he goes to a doctor, and they say you can get these. He, he tells them you can get these implants. To get your hearing back, but it costs fifty thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah, between forty and eighty thousand dollars, and and that's what he, that's what the whole movie is about. Really, him trying to, him trying to come to terms with the fact that he's deaf, but also not accepting the fact that he's going to be deaf for the rest of his life. And I think what you're getting at is, you know, it's not a spoiler because this this is out there. He he does right. end up getting the implants. Okay, okay, but. It's not necessarily what he was expecting. So I kind of, I thought it was an extraordinary movie. The, the, it's not your typical blockbuster movie with major spectacle as the lure to get you into watching it. You know, it does. it's not like a Christopher Nolan movie with uh, crazy special effects or... Uh, a difficult to follow plot and it's it's not something that that really has a has a twist either and that's that's a that's a really good thing because like it stands on its own it's it's like it's such a simple story man loses his hearing comes tries to tries to deal with it the the sort of the lure is like the universal nature of the story it's like something bad has happened 
and how how does a human cope in this situation and throughout the whole movie it doesn't feel like other movies where you might be watching they would make it a point oh he's he, oh he's a drummer in a in a heavy metal band let's throw in all this stuff about what it is to be heavy metal and um alienate certain viewers uh because of this niche music genre you know it doesn't fall into any tropes that i know of that that makes it unwatchable it's it's in fact like anybody can watch it and um it's yeah that's that's one thing i'd like to say yeah it's very clever i think also it's it's um it's was made with the intention that deaf people are able to enjoy it um as much as hearing people what do you call a non-deaf person the ably the audibly able people Mm, mm. Um, and I think it was quite interesting the way that he he has to learn sign language in the movie. You know, he starts off obviously not being able to speak sign language, and so when he's sat around at a a dinner party with a bunch of other deaf people, they're all talking to each other, but there's no subtitles. You've got no idea what's going on. Or when he goes out to a class and starts talking to other people, they're all talking to each other and having conversations, but because there's no subtitles, you're just as in the dark as he is. And then as the movie progresses, he starts to learn, and then you start to, the subtitles start to appear, and you start to get, um, you kind of are taken on that journey with him, in a way. Yeah. If that's yeah. not too pretentious to say. No, it's it's very clever. It's very clever. I felt like throughout the movie, you do start to pick up more signing just through because you have to pay attention to body language and how people are responding to each other and things like that it's it's very clever yeah i listened um, i listened to an interview with riz, riz ahmed recently where he was talking about because in order to to train for this movie he had to learn sign, sign language <clears throat> and he ha and he wore these implants which basically make you deaf i think they project white noise into your ears oh my um, god and it just makes you completely deaf, basically. And he said that in that experience, he found that he was actually listening to people more than he ever had. Because you have to completely focus on someone, you know, focus on their lips, focus on their movements. It's not like you can tune out when you're trying to listen to someone when you're deaf. So mm. in a way, you are even more engaged with these people. Yeah, rather than waiting for the thing that you want to say because you can crack a joke. So it's not it's not something I'd want to try. I wouldn't want to try those implants. I don't think. But what uh, to go? Mm, I, the, I it would be very interesting. Apparently, the, the deaf community um, they very strongly feel that being deaf isn't a disability, and, and they don't like. You know, they feel that it's actually potentially a strength because you're so much more involved in and so much more aware of so many things um, mm. and I think you see that in the movie because he he goes off to this commune and he sort of starts a life teaching children and, and all this sort of stuff and by the end of the movie he's questioning what it is that makes him happy yeah so this character well, I I think there's I don't know if it's the cinematography or the way it's been edited, but it's so it's so clever 
One of the things that really makes it feel so relatable is there are particular shots that seem completely ins- inconsequential, but they give you a feeling that you're watching a real person or real people. Uh, and and one of them, it, one of the shots, it's a shot underneath a bench. It it lasts maybe five seconds, and it shows you them taking off their shoes in the house. Right, he's at the deaf commune. He takes off his shoes inside the house. It's like okay, that's the custom that most people have. Like, please take off your shoes. But he takes them off um, while, like, you know, just using his feet to to lazily take them off. And then you see lots of other shoes underneath the bench. And and obviously, it's showing you like, oh, this is this is a place with lots of people, lots of lots of shoes, big community. But the shot is so inconsequential. Um, all, all it does is really show you like, oh yeah, I do the same thing with my shoes. Like I take them off. I sort of peel them off, peel them from my ankle with my foot when I'm feeling lazy. And there, there's another really, really nice, I, I saw it as quite metaphorical, but um, the leader of the deaf commune uh, invites the main character up uh, into the room so they can have a chat. And as they're walking up the stairs, the leader holds on to the banisters, the wooden banisters, with both hands, like pulling himself up, um, whereas the other characters in that shot just, you know, walk up. And to me, it, it kind of showed that, like, okay, so he's he's using the banister to support himself, but actually the whole deaf com- commune is is his lifeline like he holds on to it for dear life that's that's his main support because it's so important to him um there are all sorts of little things like that scattered throughout the movie um that make it worth re-watching and because it doesn't have this spectacle or this twist all these little moments if you re-watch it they they sort of you get much more from it um Whereas watching a movie with a twist, you can watch it once and then maybe a second time. You're like, oh, okay, I, I see how they set it up and then it's over. But this, this, I think this is a kind of movie where you can just watch again and again and again. So, Alan, does Sound of Metal get the Walt stamp of approval? Definitely. Definitely. And it gets the Seb stamp of approval too. So that's a double stamp. That's what we I can know. say. Hey. But- Double stamp. That's a double stamper. That's a double stamper. Yeah. That's a waffle stomp <laughs> of what? a movie. No, it's a, it's a, a double stamper. Stomp. Yeah. Um, what was stamp? The, the other thing that I quite like is that, you know, this guy is, um, this guy is a fixer. There's, throughout the movie, you see him take apart certain things and try to fix the audio interface that he works like he's working on an audio interface trying to fix it there's another bit where in in the when he's in the deaf commune you know he's he starts to repair the roof of of the house and um the the leader says the leader of the commune says hey like we we see things as not needing to be fixed you know don't fix stuff and this echoes um his need to you know fix his hearing mm-hmm. 
basically he can't sit still and he can't be at peace with himself. And because of his like upbringing, which is very tumultuous, you get the impression that he's had a very difficult um, life going to and from to to and fro. That he's not happy with himself. He can't. He has to prove to himself um, that he has some form of value. Um, and and because he because he he he, he can't see his own value. He needs he needs to prove it in the world, and there's this really emotional scene um, where he says to the leader of the deaf commune, "Like nobody gives a shit about me, nobody nobody cares about me." And you've seen his like transition through the whole movie of like how important he is to to that society, but unfortunately he can't see it himself. He can't see his own worth, and um, it's about that journey, seeing yourself as a person that doesn't need to be fixed. You're, as you said earlier, like they don't see deafness as um, a weakness or anything like that. Actually, it, it's, it's possibly their greatest strength because they're, they're more focused on people when they talk. So it's, it's that kind of a life lesson where actually your biggest weakness is to you are actually your greatest strengths. So I, I find it quite a deep, moving movie. It's really resonated with you, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you you'd like it. Yeah. It's probably, oh, it's definitely top two movies I've ever seen about a drummer. Uh, What's, what's the first come on. one? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, wait, okay. It's, um, it's the Muppets movie. <laughs> and there's, no, it's um, Whiplash. Yes, Whiplash. Yeah, Whiplash. Another another great another, movie. Yeah, double stamp. That's another double stamper. Oh, we got to yeah. come up with something ca- catchy for that. Double stomp. <laughs> That's not any different. <laughs> a double stomper. Maybe maybe we have like a little audio thing where it just goes double stamp, and then we do like a <laughs> high five in the background. Watcha. Yeah, a good, a good. So, right, we're doing pretty well for time. Um, we're about to go into probably the final segment, but before we do, I wanted to highlight something. Um, okay, Mister Wallet, yeah, has using his technological wizardry created a newsletter. Oh yes, yeah, and you are welcome to sign up to said newsletter on the Holt dot com website. And you will into your email box receive. Well, what what's contained within it, Alan? So it contains a, a little. In the future, it's going to contain a little bit more with some behind the scenes. But the latest one, if you missed it, it contains uh, some great artwork, um, a reminder to listen to the podcast if you haven't already, and uh, little segments that we talk about in in each episode we'll we'll have links in them like little cryptic games as well as so last episode i talked about a a robot if you missed the newsletter i had a i had a link in there where you could watch the uh, pro robot wrestling so remind us how they can sign up alan uh go onto the website 
uh, haltandwalt.com um, and type in your email address and uh, it'll be it'll be done. And uh, yeah, we, we also, appreciate you signing up. Also on the website, you will find direct links to be able to email us. Um, obviously, I'm Holt at Holt and Walt and Mr. Walt, to whom I'm speaking, is Walt at Holt and Walt. Yep, yep. So you can just go onto the website and it's right there. So one thing, if you're listening on Apple iPlayer, it's very unfortunate, but you can't see each episode's artwork. So I recommend signing up for the newsletter. You'll see, you'll see the artwork. Um, it's a bit more fun. Okay, so was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Yes, we got our very first comment on SoundCloud. Oh, did we? Yeah. It's oh. it's a doozy. It's 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 fantastic. They said last last episode great hilarious uh, uh riddle section. That's <laughs> Who's what they it said. From? Have a guess. Possibly our biggest fan. I know I think I know who it is. Yeah. It's my mum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, mum. Our biggest yeah. fan. Thanks, uh, Thanks, Kirsty. I hope you gave us five stars. If 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 you've accidentally listened, Kirsty, if you've accidentally continued to listen after an episode is over and it takes you to a techno playlist, that's my <laughs> brother's playlist. Um, so thank you for increasing his listens as well. It's not Kirsty, Alan. Uh, Christy. Shisty. Shisty. Ah, oh. come on. You should know that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Or Shishti, uh, yeah. if you're, if you're sh- familiar. Shishti. Okay, so... Um... Okay, yeah. So this is um, this is a little trailer. Yeah. Uh, would you like to... Great introduction. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a short trailer um, of Holt and Walt reimagined as a medieval drama and how they would have done podcasts back in the day. Master, if your doom is upon us... It's Holt and Walt. Oh my God, you're right, Ulrich. Yes. To the net. To the internet. We must protect the mill at all costs. <laughs> Lurch, get our beloved donkeys inside. I mean, the listeners inside. Ready now. Ready. Hold it up, you fool. Yeah. Oh my. It got me. Pasta. You've done it. You saved us. My dear Ulrich, brave as you are, ugly, you must cast it away. Podcast it away. And you have done your job correctly when no one listens to Holt and Walt. Master? Master? Okay. Um, right. So, I think in the very first episode... Alan, you did a two two lies, one truth. Yes. One truth, two lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've been pestering me ever since then to 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 do it myself. Yeah. So the problem is, I've thought of two lies. I haven't thought of a truth because every every truth that I think of, I feel like you you probably already know about me. Ah, um, ah, uh, uh, I see. I'm just thinking, what truth right. can I use? I mean, I've got one it, in my mind, but I think it, that you know about it. If the lies are particularly outlandish, 
then the truth has to be particularly outlandish. If if but if they're not, they're quite regular. Then throwing in a regular thing, yeah, might be good. The, the, I mean, I can th- I, I've got a good truth to go with. I just think that you might know about it. Yeah, just put it. Okay, what you can do is like type it in the chat, and I'll have a look, and then um, and then we can do it. But then you'll know which one the truth is. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no way to do it. I, I don't know. Shall I just maybe, go for it? Maybe and... you can. You, maybe you could throw in another truth, and I have to like if you're worried that I know it, like so it's two truths, two lies. Okay, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna go for it. Okay. Okay. And if it if it all falls apart, I'll just have to think of a couple more lies for next time. Right, I've written down some notes here because I thought I might forget my lies. I probably shouldn't look at it because you'll know if I'm telling a lie or not. Okay, okay. Well, I'll, I won't look at your face at the moment. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'm not going to... I don't... I haven't even decided yet which, which one's going to be my truth in terms of order. Okay. Okay, okay, so truth or lie, number one. When I was on holiday in Greece with my family, I got food poisoning um, and threw, out, threw up outside the balcony window and it landed on the head of someone leaning out of their window, the floor below. Oh my God. Yeah. That's truth or lie number one. Yeah. yeah. Truth or lie number two. These are all, um, oh no, they're not all holiday based actually. So truth lie number two, when I was on another family holiday, Mm -hmm. we visited the island of Gibraltar and whilst there, I was bitten and permanently scarred by one of the Gibraltar monkeys. Okay. Okay. Right. Truth lie number three, whilst at primary school, during a swimming lesson, I peed in the pool <laughs> unbeknownst to me it had that chemical in it which turns blue when you pee oh shit and so it was revealed to all and is one of my most shameful moments to date um right so, so d- do you recognize any of those d- no I-, I mean like you've told me stories about being on holiday Okay. But but I I don't know off the bat which one is true and which one okay. is lie. Excellent. 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 Right. Well, so I'm going to ask one question for each story. Just one question. Okay. That better be a good one then. Yeah. Um maybe maybe one question. Maybe maybe a couple more if if time allows, but where is Gibraltar? Gibraltar is uh it's a small island off the of Spain somewhere. Right. That's probably not the thing that you would make up about the li- uh, if it was a lie. Gibraltar is um, definitely real. Please give it, me <laughs> please, please let me have that's another it. question. Your, your question is up. <laughs> so that's, that's possibly the worst question. <laughs> it's a British like a British province as well. So you can you can go over there and use your your, your English pants. Right, right. Okay. So that seems quite true cuz you know about Gibraltar, but um uh the the man was it a man or a woman that you vomited on it was a man and uh your question your questions aren't good that's your question wh- up uh i want another one i want another <laughs> one i need a follow up um okay 
describe the man to me. I well, so what it, happened was I had gotten sick somehow. I don't think it was food poisoning because at this point of my life I wasn't that adventurous in what I ate. I, I think maybe I swallowed seawater. You, um, you used to eat chicken nuggets. Uh, no, I didn't eat. I think I was eating basically just chips and toast. Yeah, yeah. Your 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 mum told me that. Shisty mm. told me you uh, took dimensions. a while to wean you off the chips. Yeah, I mean, I still love chips, but so you you ate chips on toast. No, separate. Se- I, look, this isn't <laughs> the time for this, but I'd have toast okay. and cucumber um, <laughs> as one meal, and then you know another meal would be just a plate of chips, which is great. Mm-hmm. And that was up until you were what twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yes, and I think I can't remember. I think it might have been Greece, or or a Greek island, and it was a an unpleasant hotel because there was no air conditioning, mm. so it was roasting hot. I was very very sick in the bathroom. I had a moment of um, sort of feeling very clear, feeling very fresh. Mm-hmm. So I wandered out of the toilet, went over to the balcony, thought I would just have a little lean out, and then, of course, my body felt otherwise and uh decided you hadn't, to eject yeah you, what, so you had been throwing up and then you decided yeah. to go back outside because you felt like you'd got yeah a, i, th- I mid- thought i felt okay yeah i thought i was over it right okay and uh was anybody else sick just me i think just you why am i t- a question so crap <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving on. Okay, well, you're trying to, to catch to, me out. So yeah, yeah. Um, right. The next, the next. So give me, give me a little bit more detail about the uh, second one, Gibraltar. Gibraltar. Uh, yeah. We were on holiday, and you can go to Gibraltar and get a cable car up to the top. It's sort of a kind of a mountain, I guess. Um, yeah. And there's monkeys up there. Gibraltar rock apes, maybe they're called something like that, and. Everyone, there was there was one which everyone was feeding. I think you could maybe buy. Sorry, to feed them. sorry, rock apes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're called. The Gibraltar monkeys. Are you sure? That, yeah, surely everyone just calls them monkeys. I in my head is rock ape, but maybe that's a hangover from when I was young. Maybe that's what I thought they were called. Yeah, and there was this one monkey that everyone was feeding. Um. Or petting or something, and then I decided to have a go, but she um, she wasn't having it, and she bit my thumb, and it bled. Oh and shit! I think there was some concern because some of them can have rabies. Well, yeah, tetanus and all that stuff. As far as um, I'm aware, I'm okay. But... And and there's a scar on your thumb. You're telling me a, a, a small scar on one of my thumbs. I won't try and show it to you because that would prove whether it's true or lie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it would. Um, Although I suppose right. a scar on my thumb could come from anything. It doesn't have to be a Gibraltar rock ape. No, no. Um, right, and the last one at school. Mm. Yes. Uh, give me a bit more detail. I, I mean, like I feel like that's a story where you would have been heavily bullied for. I think. I I think. That having to do swimming at school is already a fairly horrendous and traumatic experience. Um, yes, yeah. We know, shared changing rooms, swimming trunks. 
Oh, no, we didn't have swimming trunks in our school. We had a uniform. And it was the... Oh. It was the... I won't With say the tie? school, but it was... um, Tighty whities You know, the Speedos. Oh, my God. We were forced to wear them. Whose idea was it that the... Uh, school swimming uniform was was tidy whiteies. Clearly, the it was the rules of a Catholic school. Oh, it sounds sketchy as it's, as yeah. yeah. That yep. sounds like the sort of thing which a lot of people would probably repress. Yeah, um, yep. Not okay, share well, on a public <laughs> <laughs> podcast. Oh no. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, moving moving on from that. Um. Yeah. So so swimming already was 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 an uncomfortable thing, and yeah, I didn't know that there was this chemical. Obviously, I was young. That they that they sometimes put in the water to, so you could see if someone had done that. And uh, as a as a wee boy. Yeah. You know, I was just went for it, and um. I wasn't actually bullied too heavy, heavily afterwards. Uh, I think it was just uh, one of those disgusting things which everyone tried to put behind them. Yeah. Um, who? Who? What? What happened? Did? Did? Uh, were you shouted at? Did people pull you out of the swimming pool? Everyone. Everyone had to get out of the swimming pool. <laughs> um, most. Well, uh. everyone's parents had to be let know. Yeah. Oh because, my god, what? Because it's a, it's, it's a hygiene issue. Uh, so everyone has to say, you get a letter in the post. <laughs> Dear Seb's friend, his parent, uh, just to inform you, Seb Holt has peed into the pool and he's a dirty little boy. Not in a formal way like that, in an informal way. When, 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 when they, they well, get a note I mean, in I don't their specifically box. remember. But, oh, um, it, was, it was Seb. <laughs> when, when the parents had come into because it was pretty obvious it was me to to everyone there. Well, yeah, it's, it's the purple is coming out of your trunks. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God for that. Otherwise, you know, no one you no one would have known. You no know one how much known. how much piss was in that swimming pool. Right, that's enough for that, Alan. Your questions okay. are up. Right, I, I um, so the the. Using my incredible detective skills, mm-hmm. um, the second one is just not true. It's too it's too risky. It's too outlandish to get bitten by a monkey. Um, Why is that too risky? I it's just uh, okay. Calling them a rock ape was a dead giveaway that it's just <laughs> uh, it's just not. It just didn't happen. Okay. Right. Well, I'm not going to comment. Right, no comments from me. The the vomiting on someone's head is a little bit slapstick, far fetched. You know, kind of make it make the story that you'd make up. The okay. monkey one though could be. It could happen. Could happen. But I, I don't. There's something lacking in the detail of of that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um. So you're coming down on on the pee party, the pool pee party. I think they're all. I think they're they're they all could be truths. They all could be lies. So I think you've done. That's good. the game. That's the game. I, I I've never seen a, a scar on your finger. Which one is true? You have to pick one. Come on. 
Countdown timer. I feel like schools wouldn't be that well equipped uh, to have the chemical in. I just, okay. you know, that's uh, that's far too advanced for a, for a school. So I'm going to say, oh, God, wait, I have to pick the true one. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. So you vomited on someone's head, didn't you? Is that your answer? That's that's my answer. Uh -uh. Incorrect. Oh. I will say that that did have a root in truth. Um, Yeah. I did throw up out the window and often there was somebody in the balcony below with his head out. But luckily at that time, it just Uh, went straight past and onto the floor. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. The best, the best lies are hidden in truth. That's right. The true one was the Gibraltar Rock Ape. <laughs> Why did you call it a rock ape? I, I'm not even... Because that's what I thought they were called. Remember, I was very young. Yeah. Uh, Gibraltar... I'm going to do that. Gibraltar Rock Ape. Okay. The, uh, Is it coming up with, did you mean monkey? <laughs> no, they're called Barbary... <laughs> Macaques. Oh. Barbary macaques. Oh, okay. I'm so right. I'm going to come off come off as a complete idiot in this one. Why? <laughs> uh, just because rock, they rock are apes monkeys. are a real they, thing? No, they are monkeys. It says the only wild monkey population in the whole of Europe. So, Oh. Oh, so really? Maybe some, yeah, but, you know, the, the, the story is true. And I, I called them what they were to the best of my knowledge. And... and I did get bitten by one on my thumb. So sh- show me. I've never oh, you won't. That, scar. that, ca- that yeah. camera is never ever going to pick up the scar. It's a tiny little scar on my thumb. But uh, it, yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, I can't see. You'll it. never see that. You'll never see that. But it is yeah. there when you see me in in human form. Yeah, in, it's not dramatic. Don't worry. My thumb wasn't hanging off or anything like that. But mm-hmm. there you go. Wait, did there you get you a tetanus go. shot? Afterwards, I don't remember. So Good. there you go. Right. Dear listener, which one? Did you did you know about that story? Did you? I'm shocked you didn't know about that. I I felt, yeah, I don't know. I thought you knew everything about me. Mm. Good to show. We've got a lot to learn. Right, we've, each other. before we so, go, let's yeah. try and keep the momentum of coming up with a suggestion. Yeah. Um, each okay. At the, at the end of the episode. So have you got anything? It can be a movie, it can be a book. Um, yeah, or it could be a movie. All right, I'm trying to keep up the momentum. Uh, uh, I think um, I think you're going to have to go first. Okay, I'm going to go for a, a series. Um, yeah, <clears throat> this was written uh, written. This was recommended to me by my good friend Scott Jones, listener of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a TV series on Amazon Prime called Invincible. Um, it's about uh, it, it's an animation. It's based on a comic book by the, uh, is it George? No, the guy who did Walking Dead, Robert Kirkman. Oh, I recognise. Robert that Kirkman. Name. He did. He did the Walking Dead. Anyway, um, yeah, it, and it's about superheroes. It's it's about this boy, whose mm. dad is a superhero, mum is a is a human, and he is he's waiting to get his superpowers. He, he isn't born with them. They come in during puberty at some point and 
halfway through the first episode, his superpowers kick in. And it's a very interesting show because the first episode, I mean, if you know anything about the comic book, it's not going to take you by surprise, but it it seems quite pedestrian, almost. Quite nice, Um, like it's it's plodding along. It seems like it's setting up a nice father-son relationship, and that's what it feels like it's going to be about, a father teaching his son how to be a superhero. Um, By the... I mean, if you're finding it dull while you're watching it, stick it out to the end of the first episode because it gets crazy. And that's all I'm that's all I'm going to say about it. And it's not for the faint of heart. Yep. Uh, your got, heart has never fainted. <laughs> it's got it's got an 18 rating for a reason. Um, yeah, stick with it. All right. Um, that's my suggestion. No, yeah, you have to you have to relay what I'm saying. Right, right. Uh, don't don't worry, don't bother. Don't worry. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll, that was we'll, he, he says he says hello. Yeah, I'll say hello. Okay, wait. Let me let me have a look at the um. The, I did watch a really good movie on Netflix with Jermaine Clement. Oh yeah, Jermaine Clement of Flight of the Concords fame. Yeah. Also Crap. known from What We Do in the Shadows. People, places, things on Netflix independent movie about an hour and a half it's about a uh graphic novelist who um his his uh wife decides to leave him and um it's it's your you might think it's your typical indie movie where it's like oh quirky comedy funny like but not much substance to it however it's it will surprise you. Okay. Um, really recommend it. Okay. So that's that's a recommend recommendation from each of us, and you'll yep. find that in the newsletter. Yes. So if you listen to the newsletter, next newsletter, there will be a very special link to a playlist. Oh. Okay. And uh, the playlist is called uh, "Music to Eat a Pickle To." Now, now I've only found one or two songs that fit the the playlist title. So please uh, give in your suggestions, including you, Seb. If you can find a song that fits with the other two and fits the title "Music to Eat a Pickle To," All send right, in your suggestions, I'll and it'll it. it'll be a public playlist that everyone can contribute to. Uh, yeah, and uh, I will say that I love pickles, so I could do with a good playlist. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll send I'll send the the link in the next newsletter. So sign up. Great. All right. Well, thanks, Alan. Good talking to you. Yeah, that's a wrap. Um, that's a wrap. Enjoy the rest of your week, and thanks, speak to you next time. Yes.